Welcome, everybody. It's time again for another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio with your host, Matt Hines, president of Hines Marketing. As he brings you tips how to build a sales pipeline, how to do social selling, pipeline management, content strategy, so much more. All that you're going to tell us today, Matt? All that. We're going to do all that in 30 minutes. No problem. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, off to you. Let's see. Let's hear who you brought in with you today here. Last week, we were from Hawaii, so I don't know where yeah, we're going to be today. Last week, we from Hawaii. Today, I think we've got uh, probably the next best thing from Hawaii. If you can't be in Hawaii, why not be in St. Louis, Missouri? <laughs> of course. Uh, today, we've got Mike Weinberg, who is one of my sales heroes, writer, speaker, author, extraordinaire, and uh, just really, really excited to feature Mike today. And I'm actually not kidding about the whole St. Louis part, too, by the way. I think St. Louis is a fantastic town. I'm a huge sports fan. You could argue that, uh, with all due respect to our friends on the East Coast, St. Louis may be the best sports town in the country based on not necessarily who's winning all the time, but based on the quality of the spirit of the fan. They certainly got the fanatical fans there. And uh, I remember reading, who's the guy that does all the the ESPN stuff and all the various stuff? He lives in St. Louis because he says he can get to anywhere in the country within a couple of hours. Right? I think it's Joe Buck. The, uh, the Joe Buck, that's about, it. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And, and Joe Buck's father is a, you know, he's literally in the St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Fame, is a very famous, uh, very prominent uh, sportscaster, baseball, football, has made his way around. So, you know, we could just call this sports talk. Sports <laughs> I think so. Play, you know, keep on going down this line. But I I do want to spend as much time as possible today on this episode of Sales Pipeline Radio talking to uh, Mike Weinberg and learning as much as we can from him. So, uh, Mike, if you're with us, uh, please say hello. Hello, and thanks for having me. What a treat, Matt. Thanks for inviting me to join you. I thought we'd be talking about the Seahawks after the, the little run they're on, so the fact that we started talking about the Cardinals baseball team you got me in a good mood already. Well, and what's funny is, I mean, and you know this. I mean, like, I live out here in Seattle, but, you know, my true sport is baseball, and my team is the Chicago Cubs. To be featuring someone, despite the fact that they are a rabid Cardinals fan, speaks to, I think, my character quite a bit, quite frankly. I just thought you wanted to rub in that you beat us, so maybe that was why I'm on the show. <laughs> <laughs> none of these things. None of these things. Well, Mike, thank you. I, I know you're a super busy guy. I really appreciate you taking the time. I've got so many things I want to try to cover today. I'm only going to be able to get to a few of them. But I guess I want to start just by having – give a quick elevator pitch of yourself, like what you've been up to, what are some of the topics that you cover. Help me For people that aren't as familiar with you, can I let people know sort of why, uh, you know, why you're such a rock star. You have an inflated view of me, which I appreciate. <laughs> I was a top sales hunter in a bunch of organizations, and over the last dozen years kind of turned it into consulting, speaking, and writing. A couple best-selling books out. New Sales Simplified, which is really all focused on how to help salespeople and sales teams acquire new pieces of business and get back to some of the basics of prospecting and new business development. And then my latest book, which has only been out a few months, is Sales Management Simplified. And I wrote that book really because I was compelled to because of all the things I'm seeing in the companies where I train or speak or consult. And I've kind of learned the hard way that if you really want to transform sales results, coaching and training salespeople is not going to get it done. You've got to deal with leadership and culture and all that stuff that affects sales performance, which I'm sure we'll get into today. So I, I spend most of my time either consulting or coaching executives or sales teams, and I do a bunch of speaking where I'm you know, leading a workshop or doing a talk on either sales and developing new business or sales management. And I am unashamedly a proud salesperson. I think sales is the most important job in any company and happy to talk sales with anyone that wants to talk. That's awesome. That's yeah, me. thanks. Thanks for the intro. For those of you who want to learn a little more about Mike or read more of his material, definitely check him out at newsalescoach.com. You can find him on Twitter at uh, Mike underscore Weinberg. And, uh, you know, you reference your books, New Sales Simplified and, and Sales Management Simplified. 
both were great reads. They were easy reads. They were fun reads. Your style is, I've heard you describe it as blunt. I've heard you describe it as unapologetic. I've heard you describe it occasionally as controversial. And I guess depending on who's listening, maybe it is. But I just think, I'm not trying to pandering the guest here. I mean, I just think it's the truth. And I think you don't put a lot of pretense and political correctness around it. And I think that's one of many reasons why it resonates so well. So talk a little bit about where that approach came from and and why why and how it's been so useful for you. I appreciate your take. Some of it is because I'm from New York, and I've been in St. Louis over 20 years, so that's mellowed me. But there is a little bit of that New York, I'm going to tell you the truth to your face edge. I think being totally honest with you, part of it is I'm not smart enough to be shrewd or, or politically savvy. I just tell you what I'm seeing. And when you take a guy from New York who just wants to tell it like it is, and so I do. And I think the third part is because I'm really a salesperson at heart, I am so frustrated with what I'm seeing in companies and how often the person over sales or some senior executive in the company is the one calling someone like me in to help turn around uh, their sales organization and increase performance. And so often those people are so quick to point the finger at their sales team and so slow to look in the mirror at their own contribution to their, their sales problems and their sales shortfall. So you put all those things together, and I'm just, I've had it. You know, I think I'm old enough now at the point where I'm like, I'm just going to tell you what I see and let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, no, I think you're right, and it's been fascinating for me. I mean, I haven't been doing this nearly as long as you have, and I don't say that to make you feel old. Just, you know, I, I'm learning from people like you, from Anthony, from Miles, and I, I want to talk about sort of the group of six and your sales kickoff coming up in January as well here in a little bit. I learned so much from reading you and reading reading folks that, that you're associated with. And what and what keeps coming to mind for me is, is the fact that, like, almost to a certain extent, what's old is new, right? I mean, we keep talking about things like social selling, and we keep trying to describe things as dead and cold calling's dead. And it just seems to me that there's so much fundamentals in sales and marketing. If you master those fundamentals, if you do the, the basics that people did 20, 30, 50, 60 years ago – it's the foundation for good selling and good marketing today. Preach it. Keep going, Matt. <laughs> yes. You know, yeah, I mean, the, it's, 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 when I talk to marketers, I mean, my, what I usually follow up and I say, listen, one of my favorite marketing books of all time is a book called Scientific Advertising. And it's written by a man by the name of Claude Hopkins. And he wrote that book in like 1923. And I could go on forever about just the lessons he has in the book about copywriting, about being buyer-centric, about offer strategy that I swear are just as relevant today as they were back in the 20s when he wrote it. I mean, the, the guy is doing A-B testing in the days before Google Analytics and Unbounce, right? I mean, he's literally going in and putting different versions of coupons into magazines and newspapers and asking people to clip them out, give them to someone at the store. The store mails them back to Chicago, and some poor intern is literally, like, hand-counting these things. <laughs> you know, the, the fundamentals, I think, in a, between that book and others, the, some of the old-school thinking around marketing, and I think... It seems to me sometimes to be a cop-out when we say that the old things aren't working and that something new is happening. And I wonder sometimes if it's if it's residue of the fact that sales inherently is just really, really hard. B2B marketing is as well. And so we're constantly looking for something new that can make it easier, to make it so that there's maybe not as much work to go into it. I don't have to make as many downs. I don't have to prospect every day. Do you see some of that in the market and in, in, in the sort of prospects in the areas you're talking to as well? Yeah, and I, I like the way you put that. I hadn't thought about the way you just articulated it where you said, because sales is hard. You know, what I was thinking as you were running through that list, it's not sexy to do the hard work. Everyone wants the magic bullet. We're all lazy. We're all going to take the quick fix. So when, when someone, and I'm, you know, I'm like you, I'm next to you, right, on the same social selling influencers list. I'm, I'm a huge fan of social, 
but I'm not a huge fan of the people promoting social that are telling everyone, well, prospecting is dead and what used to work doesn't work. I'm so tired of hearing people, today's new experts, you know, experts in quotes, today's new experts telling everybody that everything has changed, nothing that used to work used to work. I mean, your advertising story from the, you know, the 20s, I mean, how perfect is that? You know, there are principles that are still true today. And if you look around at a lot of our clients, Matt, the same people that were winning big 10, 15 years ago, the same skills, the same attributes in salespeople, those same people are still winning big. And yet, a lot of them have adopted new techniques, and they incorporate new wonderful things, social and content marketing and other things, to, as weapons in their arsenal, which they should use. Mm-hmm. But they haven't abandoned the traditional things that have worked as well. I don't know if it's laziness, if it's just not sexy to talk about blocking and tackling, and we're always, we all want a better ROI, we all want to make more and work less. And so when you hear about these new attractive things that promises you that the hard way of doing it doesn't work anymore, so I think we, we just fall victim to the, you know, they're, they're, they're handing out the Kool-Aid and it tastes good and we're drinking it. But unfortunately, the, you know, after a while, the, the lack of results catch up and then people start going, huh, maybe that magic bullet wasn't so magical after all. Well, I think you're right, and I, and I think the, the the fact that we're constantly looking for that magic bullet is is part of the problem. You know, I think you know I've, I've got a friend that t- says on a regular basis, he says, "Look, there's there's only one silver bullet. It is Coors Light. It is cold. It is refreshing. And on a hot summer day after working in the yard, it may be fantastic. But if you're looking for the one thing that is going to do what you need, you, you're going to be looking your entire life. And I think you brought up the, the idea that you know some of the, some of the new ideas they are sexy, they're new, they're they're refreshing." But I'll tell you, when I work with both marketers as well as salespeople and sales teams, one of the biggest challenges people have is the ability to be disciplined and be consistent in their execution. They don't stick with things the way they need to. They don't prospect on a daily basis. They don't stay in touch with their sphere of influence and their customers and their prospects on a regular basis. And that takes work. It takes activity. It takes focus and discipline. Before we go to break, real quickly, I did want to have you sort of go back in the Wayback Machine and we all have interesting backgrounds that sort of help make us who we are. Give me just a couple minutes and, and tell me about your experience with SlimFast and learning from sort of the founder of that organization. That is in the Wayback Machine. That, that's, <laughs> we're talking early 90s. I was a young man that got a crazy job opportunity to work as the assistant to the CEO and owner of SlimFast when it was growing like crazy. And that's too long a story to get into how that it got in that position. But I got to fly around on the private jet and manage the private jet with the guy who was the, the founder and chief salesperson. And I got dragged on all kinds of sales calls to Walmart and Kmart back in the day when Kmart was actually a retail powerhouse and Walgreens and Target. And what I learned about selling from this guy, his name was Danny, was that selling is not about pitching your product and making great presentations. It's about building trusted relationships with customers and trying to help them win. And we would regularly go on sales calls with our, our, our local salespeople. And after the sales call, Danny would look at the sales guy and say, you did such a nice job presenting our product today, but you talk too much. <laughs> and when you're talking, you're not learning. And I mean, that was 25 years ago I heard that. I, it's still, I could still hear his voice. And he just showed me selling is not about pitching. It's not about pushing. It's about learning. It's about relationships. It's about being a consultant. And if you, it, those things are as true as ever today. And the, the salesperson today who's bringing value, who's bringing insight, who's making a friend, who's a trusted advisor, it's because they're not coming off as a vendor or a pitch man or someone who's leading with their offering. They truly care about their customer success, so they work to find out as much as possible as they can, and then they, they, they offer solutions. And a lot of times, sometimes you don't have the best solution for the customer, and if you really have integrity, you tell them that, and you move on. 
I learned a lot from a really smart old guy who is worth $2 billion today. So he probably knew a little bit, you know, what he was talking about. Awesome. This, this is great. We've got Mike Weinberg today, author of New Sales Simplified, Sales Management Simplified. Have a lot more questions we're going to get to. We're going to talk about a sales kickoff event that Mike's part of that you're not going to want to miss. We'll be right back to Sales Pipeline Radio. Whether you're producing a seminar series, user's conference, lunch and learn, or exhibiting at a trade show, Validar has a solution. From capturing leads at trade shows to managing on-site registration, tracking session attendance, gathering information, and providing sponsors lead retrieval, we have a full suite of solutions for you. Since 2005, Validar has been turning corporate events and trade shows into better business. Call 888-784-2929 or visit us at Validar.com. The Vanilla Group, Inc. is the only firm that delivers telebased lead generation programs exclusively for enterprise technology providers. They achieve results five times higher than industry standards for outbound lead generation based on the research published by implementing their unique Telesales 2.0 methodology. The Vanilla Group is an award-winning leader in this space, and they get results like no other firms. The Vanilla Group supports firms from Fortune 500 companies to startups. To learn more, visit buildpipeline.com or call 888-335-0340. That's 888-335-0340. And here's something else to think about. You know, in a world where the speed of innovation change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is, well, the need for clarity, for a blueprint, for a guide to what's really working and how to apply it specifically to increase your sales pipeline growth. That's what this show is all about. Sales pipeline growth. Velocity, conversion, all the key elements to that sales pipeline growth. That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketer's Field Guide. You can download it for free at Heinz Marketing, just like it sounds, H-E-I-N-Z, HeinzMarketing.com. It covers the entire sales and marketing pipeline process but in quick bursts with lots of specific, actionable ideas, strategies, tactics you can put to work right away. The Modern Marketer's Field Guide. You really should put it in your backpack and add it to your armor and arrows and everything else you carry around. The loaded table of contents, if nothing else, will help you narrow in and tackle a problem that you're probably facing right now. Come back when you need something else. Check it whenever you need to. It's always with you. The Modern Marketer's Field Guide. Download a free copy today at HeinzMarketing.com. That's Heinz, H-E-I-N-Z, Marketing.com. All right, let's go find out more what's in that uh, Modern Marketer's Field Guide. Are any of these tips and actionable things uh, that we're talking about today found in that guide here? Well, they sure as heck should be. Uh, you know, the, um, it's amazing. You know, you talk to smart people, and you know, no matter how many times I get to interact with people like Mike Weinberg, our guest today on Sales Pipeline Radio, the more I learn. And uh, I didn't know that story, Mike, about your experience with SlimFast, uh, actually, until fairly recently. And so uh, I appreciate you sharing a little bit of that. Before we get into a few more questions I have, I want to make sure we give time to to talk about the sales kickoff event. Could you talk, just even give a brief introduction to the uh, introduction to the group of six and then talk a little bit about the kickoff event you guys have coming up in January. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity for that. It's really a fun group. It came together almost 
I don't want to say by accident, but the, a bunch of us were talking to each other almost in a, in a mastermind setting where the, the six of us, because our businesses are all a little different and we all kind of have a different angle or specialty uh, in sales, started just sharing ideas and everything that has to do with our business, from how you deal with contracts with big companies to what we're seeing with clients and how you're promoting. And it, it's a really fun group. It's got a, the guy that's kind of the one really unique outlier is a guy named John Spence who is a leadership guru and one of the top, really, 100 thought leaders in the world. He's like a, just a powerhouse. So you've got John Spence, a leadership guru. You've got our mutual friend, Anthony Anarino, who I think has the most powerful sales blog on the planet and is one of the, the sharpest sales minds there is. And he's one of the guys I go to for sales advice. In fact, I've even brought him into some of my clients because they needed a brain his size. So you got uh, John Spence, you got Anthony, uh, Jeb Blunt, who's a prospecting ex- expert and really a sales talent expert as well. Our good friend Mark Hunter in Nebraska, who is a great speaker, world-class speaker for large companies, and he's got some some, some angles, but his, his book is phenomenal. It's called High Profit Selling, and it's all about keeping margin and selling value, obviously incredibly important. And then my friend and your friend in your neighborhood, Miles Austin, who's mm-hmm. a web tools guru and just a good veteran of sales management that has seen a lot and actually led some, some sales team turnarounds. The six of us started doing some events together. We're doing some webinars. We did a live event in D.C. last month that was really fun, had a great turnout, and we're going to do a virtual sales kickoff. I believe it's on January 20th, and uh, we are going to have a first. And the idea is a lot of companies can't afford to bring in a handful of speakers or even one high-end speaker for their company. So we thought, why don't we create something virtual to allow them to have the benefit of a January sales kickoff to kind of spool up their team, energize them, bring a variety of tips and, and practical ideas that they can run and implement with right away. That's what we're doing on January 20, and it'll probably be a couple hours for the whole event. And we haven't figured out exactly which format we're going to go with yet because we're, we're getting some feedback. I think there'll be some short talks, and then we're going to do some interactive kind of panel discussions because sometimes it's more fun when we dialogue with each other than than when we just present. It will be powerful. It will be free. we got some great sponsors right now that are signing up, so we're just bringing it to everybody free of charge. So we're really excited about it. Thanks for asking. Yeah, awesome. I, you know, you guys have done such a great job. attended some of your virtual events in the past, and all six of you, you know, John, Mark, Jeb, Miles, Austin, or Anthony, yourself, it's just it's so much fun to listen to you. Just you, You've got such great messages, but you also deliver it in such a compelling way. And I think that there's a lot of lessons to be said around that for salespeople as well. It's funny, I was talking to uh, Joanne Black, who I know you know as well, yeah. uh, who's also great sales mind, focuses a lot on referral strategy. And this morning, literally, we were talking about the art of conversation and, and how important conversation is as part of the sales process. And the fact that it isn't something that is that is focused on or taught or practiced among salespeople, right? I mean, we give people their messages and we say, here's your scripting or here's the talking points we want you to use. And we may role play it in front of people during a sales kickoff. But I mean, I, I can't imagine an athlete that would step, you know, off of the offseason, go right into a game. I can't imagine a musician that would go right on tour. I can't imagine an actor who would go on stage without having practice with his team. And yet we send our reps, you know, with a set of bullet points out onto the phone to have conversations without any practice whatsoever. What do you think about sort of the sort of the soft side of sales, so to speak? Mm. Or maybe it isn't the soft side. Maybe this is much more important than that. And how important and what it means to have good conversations as part of sales. I think you're bringing up two different really important topics there. One is practice. Yeah. And two is being conversational and selling. And they're both critical. I, I was uh, with a client on the West Coast yesterday, 
a little south of where you are, and uh, we were talking about sales meetings and, and the role of practice and role play and when does it work and when doesn't it work because role play can be really awkward you know in front of a sales team we were working through and i, I was quoting actually jim harbaugh i like to study leadership and i jim harbaugh the football coach is a controversial guy because he goes somewhere for a few years and then he ends up kind of maybe wearing out his welcome but i'll tell you everywhere he's gone he's turned it around from san diego to stanford to the 49ers and now look what he's done at university of michigan and when he was interviewed at his, his opening press conference uh when he got hired at michigan Someone said, Coach, how are you going to turn this around? And he said, we are going to start winning at our first team meeting and our first practice. And, man, Matt, that struck me. Because when you look at salespeople, we don't practice and we don't have good team meetings where people leave energized and aligned and better equipped to do their job. We need to practice. You said it. No athlete, no one would go out and do their job having not practiced to do it, what it should feel like in the actual environment where you're battling. I read an article about Jordan Spieth recently and all the success he had. Do you know that guy has a simulator in his house where he goes and he plays the golf courses on on the simulator in his basement that he's going to be playing tournaments in so that he's so mentally prepared when he gets there, he's already seen the course and played the shots. What would happen if a sales guy visualized sales calls that way, right, and actually planned out what it was going to look like in the environment and the room and the people and the personalities and what if you have this kind of situation? So practice is huge. But the item you bring up, I think, may even be more big. And I love the way you framed it. You said the sales conversation. Because what do most salespeople do? Like you said, we, marketing or someone equips them with some talking points or maybe a script or some, some collateral. And then we go out and we pitch, mm-hmm. right? And we, we, we think that presenting is the same thing as selling. And I would argue presenting is a small part of selling. I think you do a whole lot more selling by uh, how you build rapport and how you, you set the stage and share your agenda for the sales meeting, and you learn a lot more. And you, I think you can actually communicate your expertise better by asking great, insightful, probing questions than pitching. And the very best salespeople are conversational. They weave their story in conversationally. They share case studies conversationally. They probe. They find pain. They find opportunity. And then they converse back and talk through potential ways that their company can help the prospect. And I don't know what you're seeing. I don't see a lot of masterful conversation. I see a lot of pitching. I see a lot of demos. I see a lot of slides, but not a lot of dialogue. Yeah, no, I agree, and I, I think it's a it's an art and a science that is not prioritized, that is not taught, and and it's one thing to teach people, and it's one thing to and put people through maybe a training, and then have them read a book, but it's the reinforcement and practice. I think those things very much go together. Uh, you know, I think about early in my career, you know, I knew I needed to start going to networking events and meeting other people if I wanted to do what I'm doing now, and and, I, and honestly, early I hated it. Like I'm an introvert, I didn't like going out and doing the cocktail party thing and doing the networking event thing, and. I honestly just put myself in that situation many, many times. It's only through practice that you get better at those things. And so we can go after, we can talk about analogy after analogy. I think it's good stuff. What I've heard you mention a few different times now is both listening and learning are sort of key fundamentals that allow you to be better at selling when you do open your mouth and start to talk. Mm-hmm. Really quick, because I know we're almost out of time here, Mike. You know, as you look at you know going into 2016, what are some things? Maybe preview a little bit of what's going to be in your sales kickoff. But what are a couple themes that you'd recommend smart salespeople, smart sales leaders look at uh, as we start to turn the page on the calendar? That's great. I'll start with sales leaders. Back to basics: taking control of the calendar, getting away from the CRM and out of the meetings that they shouldn't be sitting in, and get back to meeting one-on-one with your people, one-on-one. So you're holding people accountable and you're coaching. One-on-one is a huge, it's a lost art. We're actually coaching, mentoring, and holding someone accountable 
all at the same time. So I think I, I'm going to continue to push that in 2016. On the sales side, I'm going to continue to talk about prospecting, but I'm, I'm adding a little twist as I go forward, and it's something I, I started last month in that in that public event we did in D.C., and you'll hear more about it in the virtual kickoff. I think so many salespeople get perceived as nothing more than a vendor or a pitchman or a supplier as opposed to the value creator or consultative seller or trusted advisor they want to be, and that's because of the way they approach prospects. It's the story, it's the words they use, it's their tone, it's the way they structure their meetings. I'm going to spend a lot of time talking about how we can change the way prospects perceive us and get them to put their defense shields down and invite us in for dialogue. That's, I really think we could get a lot of sales lift if we could un... You know, a lot of salespeople are getting commoditized because of all well, the system wants to commoditize them. But frankly, a lot of their own behaviors and attitudes, it kind of it asks or almost begs the customer to lump you in with everybody else and just buy based on price because we follow the rules and we don't set our sales process and we don't set ourselves apart in the way we sell. So uh, you're going to hear more from me on that going forward. That's awesome. I want a special thanks to Mike Weinberg, our awesome guest today. If you want to learn more about Mike, go to newsalescoach.com. You can find him on Twitter at Mike underscore Weinberg. That's W-E-I-N-B-E-R-G. Check out his new book as well. Literally, it's just out the last couple of months, Sales Management Simplified. Awesome book. So thanks, Mike, so much for being here. We're out of time. Again, this goes so fast. But thank you very much for joining us. Uh, you can check us out online at salespipelineradio.com. Every one of our past episodes is available streaming on the Sales Pipeline Radio. You can find them on the iTunes store as well. Join us next time. Looking forward to it. I'll have more great guests, more great conversations. Sales Pipeline Radio. See you next time. You've been riding the pipeline. Listening to the only show that talks about social selling, pipeline management, content strategy, and more with your host, Matt Hines.